Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bring on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's to my left. A nice tribute. Jim Campbell's ahead of me. Hello. And Pete Donaldson's to my right. It took me a long time to get that tribute, to be I'm going to start the show because I've just noticed something happening with Marcus's iPad. All of his notes have kind of disappeared from the screen, so not, he's having to use his mobile phone now. Not, not, <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah. And no, he's broken. <laughs> it's Marcus that's part internet. Not <laughs> Yay! It was my AI trick. <laughs> can I, can I, is Marcus a hologram of Pete's imagination? <laughs> You've got a very, very pure imagination. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Well, very not hairy. a denial, is what it? What a classy imagination. <laughs> <laughs> what a sexy imagination. Um, very broad-shouldered. That's, that's, that's enough now. Um, can, <laughs> I, can I also attempt to start the show just by saying, when the weather's like this, should club football still be being played? <laughs> what do you mean? Like it should well, be international should just... football or nothing? No, I think oh, they should. Just, get, yeah, no, yeah, I think yeah. they should end the season when the when the weather gets like this. Right, your next game's your last game of the season, or, wherever you are on the table, yeah. and then bring on the cup final. The temperature has hit twenty-five degrees centigrade. That means. FA Cup final only, and then <laughs> yeah. a tournament. That's it. <laughs> Maybe the, the whole league becomes next goal wins. Yeah. So everyone's just waiting until like the 95th minute to try and score. <laughs> Do you remember? Shirts v skins. Do you yeah. remember when it, was it the, 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 the king of Thailand? Was he the longest serving monarch in history? I, I believe so, yeah. And like he that. died. Yeah. And in tribute, they stopped the season three games short or something like that. Right. And there was wow. three teams who were still in. We talked about this, I think. Yeah. Was, he, was he not a football fan? Or? I, well, it wasn't his decision. It's disrespectful to play. He hated it. Well, it, there was three teams who were still going for for the league like there was there was league title and relegation still to be wow. decided imagine Leicester <laughs> imagine Leicester's season <laughs> tie owned of course yeah that's right gutting I know eh? so what do you think the weather as you say <laughs> hello we're doing what <laughs> that'll do us we've been nicely. training all week <laughs> you, know, you know very well that noise would be <laughs> yeah it would fax machine it would ah, yeah, yeah, it would machine. actually yeah. send around the faxes good point um, well we do have cup football this weekend so there's your, there's your compensation for the for the nice weather. It's of course FA Cup semi final, and it means that some teams won't be playing football. So, so or your team might not be playing any football because they're already out. So you can go at the pub. Yeah, although you do have a few Premier League Premier League fixtures sort of scattered around this week, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. quite strange. It's like a, a light night. dusting, it's a light yeah. dusting of Premier League. It's a cluster bomb. It is. You can't mm. play Everton on Monday. Yeah. yeah, well, Monday night football has been alive and well for a while. You will. Unless you're in Germany, in which case they hate it. They do hate um, it. Why do they hate it? They, they think I think they just the fan culture is very strong there, and I think they see it, see it as a creeping commercialism and stuff. Mm. During that Freiburg Mainz game at the weekend, which we talked about on the continent, which is out now, um, where it was a crazy VAR decision, they also the Mainz fans also spent the entirety of half time throwing about twelve hundred toilet rolls yeah. to the pitch. <laughs> but I was going to say Thursday night Premier League football. I'm out. No, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Any other night of the week. I think that's fine. But I, think, I just feel like there should be one night that, where there isn't any. At least one. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. I mean, we do a football show and we're saying that. <laughs> yeah, so Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday shouldn't be Prem. It shouldn't be Prem. No, one I don't know. You get the odd midweek fixture on a Wednesday and Tuesday. Unless yeah, it's but, an officially but, sanctioned full programme. Yeah, wasn't a there, midweek match of the day in the winter is a beautiful thing. It is, but that's think, slightly different. Wasn't, wasn't, there, wasn't there talk that they, that they were going to move the Champions League to the weekend because it's the Premier competition now and all football that would be awful. Be in there yeah, and move the oh Premier dear. League to midweek. Well, they've already moved the final weekend. to Saturday night, haven't they? Yeah. 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 I mean, the final used to be on a Wednesday night and that was great. Yeah, but I think for I fans, that. though, it's probably best for the, that you can have the weekend. Their, their argument, I think, and God knows how true this was, but they will stop at nothing to try and get things through the, uh, through the back door. <laughs> I think, well, I'm fairly sure I remember one of their arguments was, yeah, but the kids can't stay up and watch it. And we're all about the kids. <laughs> so it has to be Saturday evening. 
I think for fans, it's probably better for a weekend. Does it not have a weekend in a, in a yeah, city abroad? But but for for, pe- for fans of our age, you know, in the, in this sort of, I remember watching the Champions League in like the late nineties. The final on Wednesday night was a special thing. Brilliant, yeah. Sure. You had the next day at school. Yeah, you got to move with the times, haven't you? Liverpool against Milan. Yeah, that was yeah. two thousand five. Like, we I was in my mid twenties. Pub in Charing Cross. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Is that where you were? In the big Weatherspoons. I forget the name of it. Weatherspoons. Big, well, they've got the different names, haven't they? Oh, yeah, they I do, know yeah. which one you mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, where are you going to be watching Manchester United Tottenham Hotspur? It's Nowhere. a big one. It's an enormous one. Would a cut win for either side cement a good season? You'd have to say for Manchester United, probably. Yeah, and for Spurs. Yeah, I for both, both of them. them yeah, yeah. You know, a, a trophy win in a season is always a, a good thing. One, and a solid top four finish as did, well. Um, did any of you watch uh, Man United set the night on fire last <laughs> night? <laughs> <laughs> at, at a good 2-0 away win. Is always a good result. Yeah, I was watching it and I was thinking, this is a comprehensive win. Textbook. A, a goal after about half an hour. Well, Bournemouth goal, had a few chances. They did, but a goal on 70 minutes to seal it. That yeah. is your textbook away performance. Is, yeah. Then why is it so boring? <laughs> <laughs> why is it so dull? It's uh, three points. A vital three points. Manchester United are second. They are the second best team in England. When yeah. they're that dull, you sort of think, how did you ever score a goal? Yeah. <laughs> When, you're, that, when your expression is just minimal, how do you get the ball in the net? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's so it's, weird. Like you, yeah. trick it, like you trick it in. <laughs> you bore it into going yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. The it's, ball's like, oh, I'm, am I in the net again? Falls asleep and rolls off on its <laughs> own accord. Yeah. I mean, is it, just, is it really just the uh, the style of football Man United are playing this season? Because, because I, I do understand we have been... Very harsh on them. Now, obviously, last time around when we spoke about the home defeat against West Brom, I mean, my goodness, I think that was fair. But they are second in the league. Yeah. And their points tally is pretty decent. They're in the 70-odd points, yeah. which sometimes is enough to win the league. Rarely, but it has been before. I think they've got 74 points. Yeah. Mentioned. and, and, they, and they, they, they might get over 80 points. They might get yeah. over 80 points. Manchester City, we know how <laughs> they good they've how. been. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but so, that's what I mean. Some of those exciting teams play counter-attack football. They can't play counter-defence. Yeah. <laughs> They're like <laughs> complete reverse. And the plot gets even thicker and even more confusing. Because if you look at the line they played last night, I mean, a good percentage, a majority of those players are on paper, like exciting characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you've got Martial, who's, yeah. who came for a lot of money, is an exciting, fast player. <laughs> Rashford is one of the most exciting young players in England. Uh, Lingard is a skillful, exciting player. Lukaku. Pogba is an interesting player. Lukaku, uh, who came, came off the bench. No. <laughs> Uh, Fellaini, massive hair. Yeah. You know, Herrera, a classy yeah. Spanish operator. De Gea, yeah. yeah, the best keeper in the world, arguably. Yeah. Still boring. Well, this is it, though, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we can give them credit about, you know, getting to 74 points at this stage and being, you know, having the best points total post Ferguson, blah, 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 blah. But none of us support them, so we don't have to pretend we're enjoying it. No. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's boring. I, was, boring. I, mean, I don't even pretend I'm enjoying Pompey. In, in 34 games, they've conceded 26 goals. Manchester City have only conceded one fewer in the league. So they've got an extreme good defensive record like I said the points tally is there it's only because Manchester City have been one of the best teams in recent history in the top flight in England possibly ever some people mm. are saying mm. Just, it's, I still don't understand it I yeah. still yeah, don't but, the, but, this, but this kind of like us get, kind of getting annoyed about how boring they are will so annoy N- not us personally but people are sort of going oh they're so boring Josie Mourinho be like Oh, Jose Mourinho be like, oh, so, no, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Right. The first time. Good yeah. It's all right. It's fine. I'm very yeah. tired. I'm going on holiday today, so yeah. get lost. D-mob happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, normally you're so professional, Pete. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but they're playing Spurs in the cup. And, and uh, yeah. I think an FA Cup win and finishing second in the league, it has to go down as a good season. Yeah. And this, and this is a game to look forward to because um, for, for a couple of reasons. One is that um, Spurs, Spurs are playing. <laughs> yes. Well, Sp- <laughs> yeah. well, Spurs played United uh, in the league at Wembley, beat them 2 0 at the game. And they were, I mean, they were so good, Spurs. They should have beaten four or five. They were so, so much better. And if they can replicate that uh, on the weekend, which I'm not suggesting they can, because... You know, Off Mourinho, the back of two not great Spurs performances. Quite. And Mourinho teams in big semis and stuff, you'd sort of think they'll, they'll be improved. Love a big semi. Um, but, if they, but, if they're, but if they're not improved, they haven't got a chance based on that game. The other thing I wanted to bring to the table was you've got two players here, Deli Ali and Paul Pogba, both who have received quite a lot of criticism. I was on a radio show yesterday. We spent about an hour of the three hours talking about Paul Pogba. And people were calling in, talking about how, you know, he's not been that great and blah, blah, blah. Actually, it's the same with him and Deli Alli. Their numbers, I mean, Deli Alli's numbers this season in terms of assists and goals stand fairly well alongside his other seasons. I mean, mm. he's, he's, had a, he's had a meteoric rise and he's maintained that, really. Mm. Um, we talked about it a bit earlier in the season, I think, Marcus, you and I, about how Deli Alli looks better when he moves the ball quickly and sometimes he's, he, he lingers on the ball too, too long. But nevertheless, his numbers are, um, are good. Paul Bogba gets an incredible amount of criticism because of the transfer fee, which has nothing to do with him, and because of his personality and his lifestyle, which really isn't anyone's business unless he makes it their business. 
I mean, and he I, sort of does. He, he does. He does a bit. But only David Silva, Leroy Sané, and Kevin De Bruyne have got more assists than him in the Premier League this season. Mm. And he has played um, far fewer games than, than all those players. Yeah. Well, I tell and you also, one that those players are all from the same team shows quite, you quite how phenomenal that team has been so, this season. Yeah, so based on point. the numbers, you can't really argue. Given the, the difficulty that Pogba's had um, in. Play, being played out of position, playing for a manager who I don't think really knows how to get the best out of him. And a first, had, se- a first season yeah. properly in England, really. Yeah. And he's, he's he's returned good numbers. Um, well, one of the people who has, of course, been very critical of Paul Pogba has been his manager. I mean, that's yeah. a th- I think that's yeah. one of the things. I think M- Mourinho has not helped Pogba's um, case with regards to the amount of uh, criticism he's been receiving. Is that a Mourinho tactic? We saw him do this with Eden Hazard and countless of others uh, who have played under well, him. Well, it worked with Luke Shaw, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke Shaw did play last night. Well, yeah, he and nearly have... gave a penalty away, though, didn't he? <laughs> he so did, he'll he'll be in the dungeon for yeah. a month. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's a very public dungeon. It's got, like, plastic, like, see-through walls there, and, and Mourinho sells tickets for everyone to come and look and fl- fl- flagellate him. It's a bit like that thing that David Blaine did in London many yeah, years ago when yeah, he was like, in a glass box, Luke Shaw suspended. Box. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, essentially If it. Luke Shaw's going to go in there, we do reinforce the bottom of it, because... Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not nice. Same way you, you have to evolve. He's it? a professional athlete. <laughs> he is allegedly. Do you, do you think um, Pogba still is suffering from the expectation people have of him because he's expected to come in for that feat and with his sort of general kind of flash look, and they're expecting like overhead kicks and sort of like yeah, maybe volleys from a million miles. I, I, out every I, week. I don't think he particularly cares. To be honest, no, he doesn't. He's I having a lovely time. I think, I think he's having a lovely time. I think he's a man who's uh, quite comfortable with uh, what his legacy will eventually become. But I think, in many ways, I think it's difference between. Um, I find some of the um, chat about him and his flashiness quite distasteful, as, as discussed in the show before. But I think the main problem with him is is his body language and his work rate off the ball. Yeah, he sort of lumbers yeah. around the pitch, it's kind a of like, bit similar to Özil. He isn't sort it? of yeah, he sort of feels like he's kind of like you know he's too big to you know put 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 the effort in sometimes. I think, but you know if his numbers stack up, who who are we to complain? Yeah. And, and annoyingly, Opta don't put out the um, individual. Um, um, individual players distance covered they do the team oh, okay, right. it's really difficult to find uh, the individual player I'd love to see that because mm. Jim you've often said that um, Ozil's distance covered is actually a lot harder than people would think I'd love to be able to see that mm. corroborate. but I was just quickly going to make this point about Pogba because we were talking about it before we came on air and the season that Juventus got to the Champions League final would have been 2015 mm. Pogba had a, a season and a half then he was playing in the midfield with, well, at the final of the Champions League, he was playing alongside Andrea Pirlo, Arturo Vidal and Claudio Marchisio. Do what you want, big yeah, boy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit different. It's <laughs> yeah. a bit different. Well, they, they had, a, they had a, a defined system, really, that Juventus side. Everyone knew their roles and you had a lot of experience and a lot of running and Pogba was freed up to do what he wants. And, and you know, I think it was Pete off air, we were talking that you suggested he might, there's a touch of the luxury player about Pogba. And I, and I do know what you mean. I don't, perhaps not in the traditional sense, but I know what you're saying. I just look at the way that like someone, I hate to, I'm not comparing Mordiame to um, Paul Pogba, but Mordiame has, much a, much more has, a, sim- like has <laughs> a similar sort of sort of body language. He's quite lumbering at times and stuff. And I, when he first started Plyvody Castle, I, I thought he was dreadful. Just, yeah. just didn't look, he looked off the pace every single time, but then he would occasionally come up with something brilliant. Um, Rafa's turned him into like a really hard-working footballer mm. and one of the best um, uh, performers this season, or the back end of the season anyway. And I just think maybe it is just man- the, the way that uh, the manager sort of deals with stuff, that he's just not getting the best out of some of his footballers. Yeah, Spurs are, well, Spurs are currently 7-4 to four to win the FA Cup with Bet365, so £10 on that will return £27.50, including stake. Newcastle, sadly, no longer in the competition, Peter. No, never no. mind. But Spurs, though, they will fancy that because it's a, you know, a cliche thing to say, but at Wembley... It's effectively yeah, a home game. It is, well, it really is. Based on that, do you not feel they should maybe start a goal and a man down? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, the three Spurs players included in the PFA Premier League team of the year: uh, Vertonghen, Eriksson, and Kane. Mm. No surprises there. David de Gea and goal, of course. A lot of Spurs, a lot of Man City in there. An awful lot of Man City, yeah. unsurprisingly. Every, no Jonge. Every year, yeah. I always think of a couple of players I think should be in there. And, I, and I've already named one. And I would say, um, well, Jonge, yeah, that's your that's your lookout. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm personally distancing myself from that. <laughs> but but I, w- I would say perhaps maybe Sterling, who's been brilliant, and, mm-hmm. and Firmino's yeah. been really good. But anyway. Um, then I realised that it's, it's voted for by the players, and it's like you can't really argue with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, players are really lazy, and, and they had to move this back to Blimmin vote for it in March because they couldn't get them to come back from holiday to vote at the end of the season. <laughs> and two, um, you can't really argue with it because they're the players who play against them. So yeah. who's really going to have any more information than they are? Also, then, to, to be fair, would you cut your holiday short for that? I'm not sure <laughs> I would. No, exactly. No, but the thing fair. is, they've all got phones. Just yeah, type yeah, it yeah. in. But but and and the reason I say that is because I've I've spoken to ex pros before, and and. 
it's the, the nuances and the subtleties about different types of players playing against each other is quite interesting. I've had players, midfield players, say to me, good midfield players say, do you know what? I didn't actually find it that hard to play against Roy Keane, but oh, playing against Tim Cahill, that was such a physically tough thing to do. Yeah, but I've that's the thing, though, isn't so it? Like, it's always sort of weird. Cut, you always sort of see some weird quotes, like who's the you know the mm. hardest player yeah. you ever played. Well, Dan, Danny, Alves, Danny Alves cited James Milner. Yeah. He said well, he was just You wouldn't everywhere. expect it, would you? You wouldn't mm. expect it. But then they would take it from their own personal experience, and of course exactly. that would be match by match, and whatever the tactics, however the match swung, they're not... Uh, but I also honest, think, Marcus, it might be because I just personally hate them. Yeah, well, there's definitely... <laughs> yeah. there. There'd probably be a bit of that, you, yeah. you would imagine. <laughs> uh, Chelsea versus Southampton is the other semi-final. Chelsea will be favourites here um, for a number of reasons. They beat Southampton, of course, recently 3-2 in the league. Will Giroud start ahead of Morata? I think he should. He's earned it, isn't he? Certainly with a performance against Southampton previously. And clearly yeah. they can't live with him. So There, there was a time, Jim, when um, players would literally be able to play their way into the team by doing well. Those times appear to have gone. <laughs> yeah. But well, if, it, if we were still under those rules, Giroud would be a dead cert to start. It is odd. <laughs> that sort of spun on his head because also you'd play your way into a, into a move as well, to a better club. Those days are over now. You seem yeah. to need to throw a bit of a temper tantrum and down tools and then you get your move. Yeah. yeah. In some cases, not all. Quite. Um, well, the thing with Giroud as well, though, he scored so many goals off the bench. I think Is he tied with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Well, oh, for, was, forever in the Premier yeah, League. This, I don't I know, forget the exact like ramification of it, sounds but he's like right, right up there. I, I um, and the, it, sorry, go on, go on, Jim. Sorry. But th- that's a bit of a burden to him because everyone knows he's so good off the bench that it's, he almost becomes a weapon from that rather than from the start. Yeah, stop, yeah, he should stop scoring goals when he's put on, and the manager yeah. will be like, oh, I might have to start, have to start him. Yeah, yeah, and it is an underrated um, skill to be able to pick up the pace of a game um, when you come off the bench at that level. I mean, you've got to be pretty good. I mean, we've all played, all of us probably have come off the bench at Sunday league level or whatever, and it's actually quite hard. It's like an extra mm. skill. I've never started. <laughs> okay, no. you're used to it. You're like Olivier, Olivier Giroud. You're the social of, of Sunday League, Pete. But when I look at that lineup at Chelsea have got, and, and they weren't great against Southampton in the league. They, they started really, really poorly. And they had that 10-minute spell, which I think I might have said on this show, it was almost like reminiscent of Liverpool's 10-minute spell against Milan in the Champions League final. And Southampton are so bereft of confidence that it, it, it mm. was enough for them. But when you look at that that sort of thing, that sort of lineup that, that Conte's a fan of playing at the moment with William and Hazard behind a striker... Morata is so inconsistent that you, that's, that's tailor made for Giroud. His, his, his ability to hold the ball up is, I think, again, quite underrated. And with those two creative players behind him, and William is so consistent. I mean, yeah. You know what you're going to get from him. He can load bullets for Giroud all day long. And um, given that Giroud's just come off the back of scoring two against this exact team, mm. you think he'd be crazy not to start him. True. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Conte as well. It would be wonderful for him to probably have his last game in England as an FA Cup win I mean yeah. you know anybody would say that he's going to leave in the summer mm. so to sign off with a win just like Louis van Gaal did of course at Manchester United although Louis was unaware that so, he was leaving yeah. well, it's also sort of yeah. a little bit forgotten about that <laughs> Louis and his clipboard winning yeah. the FA Cup hey top four finish in and my, an FA Cup uh, win in my huh. mind I can't picture him holding the FA Cup which is very sad just a clipboard yeah yeah, just a clipboard, basically. Yeah, he yeah. did love that clipboard, didn't he? Uh, Mark Hughes said he wants his players to enjoy the challenge of their relegation battle. It's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, well, this match provides a little break from that, of course. Um, they stepped it up against Wigan, where a number of Premier League clubs had fallen. Yeah. Will that uh, give them any kind of encouragement, Jim, to beat Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, it has to, doesn't it? Because it's the yeah. only positive they've had of late. Um, you know, having, having the FA Cup run is, is a chance for themselves to prove that actually, you know... It, they are they are good footballers. They are good professionals at what they do, and just remind themselves that you know, in a sense, they have nothing to lose. No one's <laughs> expecting them to win this, so they can mm. go and play with a bit of freedom and remind themselves of what they're about and why they're there in the first place. And so they have put, actually, they've put two past Chelsea recently. Of yeah, course, of course. Well. So I mean, a good performance might, even if they don't win, might might be a, a bit of a kick up the posterior that they clearly need and just aren't getting. I, I think it's tricky how they approach it, though, because they play Leicester away on Thursday and mm. the situation they're in, I mean, they need to win that game. They do. So it's almost like... I was thinking about this on the way in from the position of a Portsmouth fan. Would I rather Southampton stayed up <laughs> and didn't win the FA Cup? I think I probably would because I don't want them to have any silverware. So I, I think for them, they've got a... I mean, based on my, as a Portsmouth fan, opinion, they should prioritise the game on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that helps or not. But Southampton are 6-1 to one to beat Chelsea in 90 minutes on Sunday. So £10 return, £70 with Bet365. Should they manage an upset? And I bloody well hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty bin well, yeah, for I've a just heart. Got, I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. You don't have to be sometimes. I've got a dustbin for a heart. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, it's time for correspondence with PTD. It is time for correspondence with PTD. Hello to uh, so many people getting in touch with the flannels thing. 
Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's a it's a premium, um, uh, not sportswear, but actually like quite fancy shirts and stuff, like some Yves, Yves Saint Laurent kind of shirts okay. and stuff that uh, Mike actually owns. Um, it's apparently really. It's, pretty, it's like more upmarket. It's more than upmarket. Market, yeah, right? there are yeah, some right. stinking things on the website. So it's um, like a sort of Tesco finest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, my, but my my argument still stands, which is like it's not enough just to put flannels. No, given, given no. that you're broadcasting to a worldwide audience. Put flannels.com yeah. or whatever. Global, yeah. global brand, mate. Flannels. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, it's just passed me by. Well, we, got, we got a message from an anonymous uh, emailer. Uh, Hello, Ramble. Please keep this anonymous as my uh, job requires some discretion, uh, which I'm clearly bending the rules on here. Uh, but you'll be shocked to hear that Mike Ashley bought the northern high-end department store Flannels and has been working on transforming the brand into a global heavyweight in the same, same scale as Sports Direct. My part in this was to Photoshop the Flannels logo onto a multitude of things, including his private jet and his Lamborghini, which is the most Mike Ashley experience of my career. If I'm <laughs> honest, I took his focus on flannels to be a sign he was selling at NUFC but it seems it's just going to add to the value <laughs> mm, <I bet>. <laughs> <laughs> and we do and we do mock Mike Ashley for a number of things and I think fairly but we must always remember that he is a self-made billionaire so he yeah. can't be a complete idiot flannel self-made billionaire makes you want to throw up at a fireplace doesn't it <laughs> yeah. flannels uh, does sound like it's a northeastern insult but I, I've, I, it does a little flannel. bit yeah flannel and it sounds a bit more like a cockney like, ew flannel yeah, yeah. Um, I think Pete might be a secret billionaire himself this will, this will come out mm. in years the way I dress yeah yeah you, so dress, you dress a bit like the way I dragged my suitcase through rush hour traffic. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 are looking, you are looking a bit like a cross between Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs today, actually. Oh, come on now. You are. Come <laughs> on, Jobsy. Yeah. I love a bit of Zuckerberg up in court. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. He looks so weird. He's like data out of Star Trek. He, he, like, he really remi- you know who he really reminds me of? you seen the film Prometheus? Mm. Uh, yes. He's really rem- reminiscent of Michael Fassbender's character. Yes, in that David. Do you know who he reminds yeah. me of? Have you seen the film Social Network? <laughs> 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 Leon Manuel. <laughs> Leo Manuel, uh, on a rainy evening here in America, in Nazareth, Pennsylvania to be exact, I was watching the West Ham and Stoke game while... Oh, you've got to go to Nazareth. <laughs> uh, West Ham versus Stoke game while sat at home doing some work on my laptop. Suddenly, during a particularly boring passage of play, yes, more boring than any other passage of play in a West Ham versus Stoke game, uh, one of the commentators, Carl Martino, uh, blurted out, David Moyes, one of the great historic Premier League managers. We can't forget what he did at Everton. No. <laughs> I the way he says that is like we, we're trying to <laughs> yeah. he did win Premier League manager in a year by the way he did, did he? Maybe, so I think maybe he's... even a couple of so times so did Pardew yeah. Yeah. did he really? yeah, yeah he did yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and is well there, done to the both this, of them is there some kind of parallel universe in which Everton actually won something under Moyes I know they're finishing some decent positions uh, needless to say the lead commentator none other than Arlo White simply ignored the statement and moved on <laughs> <laughs> and, and I understand why but I do think we have to acknowledge even though as Jim correctly said he looks like a, uh, a fairy man Ferrying teams from the land <laughs> he and just, turned out of the dead. <laughs> I think we in this room we'd all agree he did a good job at Everton. Oh yeah, he, I mean he, he finished fourth with them, and yeah. then they immediately went out in the Champions Champions League qualifying game. But still, he got them to it. And, in the and, third they, and they also was finished seventeenth around that time. Yeah. As well. <laughs> it was a good Villarreal side. It who, was who beat it them. Was, in that it was a very unlucky draw. It's a Champions League, isn't it? I guess yeah. Yeah, qualifier, qualifier or not. Uh, hello to Corm. Uh, he is Irish he says uh, I've been listening to your new segment favourite English moments reminds me of my favourite international moment as an Irishman it would be wrong for me to contribute to your new segment so it's probably best for your correspondence Pete uh, before the World Cup in uh, 2002 Ireland played Denmark in a friendly at the old Lansdowne Road Ireland won 3-0 and 11 year old me went home convinced he'd won the World Cup or we'd win the World Cup sorry uh, poor Peter Madsen had an awful night thanks to the stadium announcer the BBC match report explains it best the only black spot for the Republic was uh, the hostile reception received by one of the Danish substitutes Peter Madsen the stadium announcer gave out the wrong information telling the crowd that Peter Lovenkrantz of Rangers had come on rather than Madsen (laughs) (laughs) because of the Rangers connection Madsen ironically was booed by some spectator status every time he touched the ball he must have been like what what, what, (laughs) what have I done I've never even been to Ireland my first visit the unsporting fans did not realise they'd got the wrong man until Lovenkrantz came on later in the game and when everyone in the stadium realised their error Madsen was cheered like a hero for the rest of the Ah, game it's not so bad when when he touched the ball what is he going on but Lovenkrantz Kranz was killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, I fun. love Peter Lovenkrantz. No, he wasn't. What a dude. He was a good uh, player. Adam from Atlanta, uh, my highlight of the weekend from my former hometown team, uh, Miami FC. The picture is incredible. I won't show it now, but it's incredible. In the dying embers of the game and down 1-0, the team in desperation threw on the third goalie, Lionel Brown, as a forward. Uh, while, yes. while this in itself is quite strange, the kit he was wearing was even stranger. Since it was a last-minute call, he ended the pitch with a hand-drawn kit. Honestly, it's a white t-shirt with a sharpie on the back, a number, and the word, I guess, Is this the 
Is this David Beckham's team? It's not, is it? No, no, uh, no it's not. Miami, is it Miami FFC? This is. Uh, no, my, there's a, there's I thought, a, yeah, I thought there's that was a Nesta and Maldini connection with this, one, right? Wasn't there? Yeah. Was, was Nesta? I think Nesta. I don't know if he still is. He he's was the Miami fr- franchise, isn't he? But I think it's a different team. Oh, it's a different no, team. Is right. Maldini's side? No, probably not. To be honest, I think I think Miami FFC. I think Nesta was the coach for a little while, or he was certainly rumored to be. And then, and then Maldini, um, I think, was involved in the franchise because right. Beckham was trying to set one up, and they, and and then they seemed to kind of get one in, yeah, quite happily. Well, there we you go. can't say no to Paolo Maldini. I mean, no. that's happening in professional football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? That Absolute stuff madness. goes on. Absolute madness. <laughs> um, a few people got in touch talking about professional football. Bolivia. I'm sure. I'm not sure if it's professional or amateur, but in Bolivia, Nacional Potosi, um, they they uh, they were playing a game against Sport Boys, the wonderfully named. And uh, a player called Thiago dos Santos was subbed off after 33 minutes. And I thought, you know, we've seen this happen in the Premier League this season with, I think, Luke Shaw, was it, who was hooked before half-time? Yeah. He was incensed um, about this, so he tried to have a fight with the manager. And and, uh, (laughs) and, and then the referee sent him off as a result. Mm. So, uh, (laughs) add insult to injury, he was subbed off and then sent off. That's nice. There we are. Let's go back to the Miami FC thing. That is is the team. They play in in Nazal, as Jim would say, the North American Soccer League. It's not... Beckham's team, but they are co-owned by Paolo Maldini. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. There you are. Maybe and, these things and, will become a Paul Douglas is the head coach. Paul Douglas. Okay, yeah. Mm. Paul Douglas. Yeah. Maybe wow. that'll become a sort of iconic fashion thing, and they'll keep doing it. Having a sort of. I, draw I, I wouldn't be against kit. it. Yeah. I would not be against it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the Premier League after this. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Beautiful young eggs. Eggs that need a mom to take care of them. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's a while back. Now. Young eggs. It was a little bit of a um, while ago. Jose, Marcus, Jose, just Jose. on the running on the running order, you've got next up Stoke City v Burnley. Yeah, back I'm, down to earth. I'm not doing it. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going on holiday. <laughs> Don't start like this. Uh, you, you've missed an important trick there because it's actually Stoke versus Burnley versus Mike Dean. That's, oh, that's uh, true. That's actually, where the yeah. real action's going to be. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Mike Dean. It's like if you think of a boxing like no, a festival lineup, mm. it's like the top thing is like Mike Dean. Yeah, and yeah. underneath. It's like Stoke City v Burnley, yeah. and underneath that, Premier it's like League, Mike Dean's well, brother. <laughs> modern, like modern festivals, uh, have like uh, modern festivals have like uh, two headliners usually, but one always has to play first, which is yeah. just bullshit. Yeah. And sometimes bands do like a co-headline tour where they take it in turns to go on the oh, last right. ah. um, Jim, well, can I? Am I? Am I reading within the lines here? Am I correcting the assumption that you have checked? Which game Mike Dean's doing before each weekend? <laughs> I just I happened to notice it and okay, it stuck right. in my mind because I saw that. <laughs> You're picture. disgusting. I had exactly the same feelings when I looked at the running okay. order. And I thought, yeah, well, okay. actually, I mean, he'll be delighted with this because it's it's so easy to take the headlines here, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It is. Well, um, Mike Dean <laughs> featuring Stoke City in Burnley will happen on the weekend, of course, and this is a must win for Stoke City. Are the tickets no... more expensive because of Burnley? <laughs> Quite possibly. You're doing actually. a Q&A at half-time. Yeah, yeah that's well, right. You can get the Mike Dean season ticket and you just yeah, get, a, yeah. get Follow him around. Every that's, show he's doing. They should do yeah. that. He should do, do that. He's doing a Q&A during the game. He's yeah. mic'd up. And, uh, Q&A from the M&D. Yeah, you'd be like, right, the reason why I gave that decision was because of this. I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly I'm going to book him. I'm going to book him. So, so someone on Twitter pointed this out and I looked at it again and I can't be sure either way, but there was a game. Oh, damn, I forget the game now. Mike Dean was refereeing last weekend. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what the game is. It was Southampton Chelsea. Oh, there you go. Right, great. And there was a couple of uh, incidents, right? And obviously he he missed the uh, the Michael Alonso challenge, which yes. he's been mm. criticised for. But earlier in the game, there was a great shot of Dini. Yeah, I know the one coming towards a coming together of two players. So he was facing the camera, and you could see him do that with his hands. And I'm the calm down kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm about sixty percent sure he went chillax. 
<laughs> chill out. <laughs> but he might have been saying chill out. Either way. He definitely said he one of those two said, things. He never said chillax. We all want him to. I'm running with it. All right. He said chillax. So hopefully you'll say it again in this game, all which right. will have absolutely nothing else going for it. Yeah, Stoke were very unfortunate to concede very late against West Ham. But what it a was, fin, though. But it was lovely to see Crouch and Carroll scoring, yeah. reminding us what we could have up front in Russia. <laughs> good, good touches for big men. Imagine what we could have from Peter Crouch if only we played every game against Joe Hart in goal. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, what, what was the uh, six six foot five the average height of the goal scorers in that match? Lovely, which I really like. Nice. Well, Andy Carroll's goal was a goal of genuine quality. Of course, it was yeah. a brilliant finish. He's, he's a got genuine quality him, player, but he's yeah. just ugh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. His knees are made of peanut brittle. A lot of people tweeting me saying, you know, Crouch and Carroll up front and John Joe supplying <laughs> the balls. And I'll tell you something that would give us our identity. Well, who back. knocks down? <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's true. I'm going to wrestle this back. But we can't talk about that. You have to have Ster- <laughs> Sterling in behind so he can run on stop. with the flick-ons. Yeah, stop this. No. You're no, really, damn it all. The weather's sunny. I want to dream about nonsense. You, you, you're getting, you're getting you're close getting to ruining the World Cup for me. <laughs> can I, can I, I can please hear you? Dan Busters coming out of your head. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Luke. There'll be plenty of Englishmen who'll ruin it for you. Yeah, Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I wouldn't like it to be someone I could trust. <laughs> but I previously thought I could trust. But on the Stoke City thing, yes. uh, genuinely, just, just to get... They need to win. Get, well, they need to win this massively. I mean, have any chance at all and even that it may not be enough but they need to win it so there's a chance they're really going to go at Burnley which means Burnley might well have a lovely time hit him on the break yep. and nick it 1-0 absolutely yeah. <laughs> it's all set up for that really isn't it's it I mean, set up for a Chris Wood winner isn't it yeah. oh yeah or an Ashley Barnes like I, head I, I can honestly see a really high scoring match here just inexplicably yeah well Stoke's goal difference is minus 33 yeah. so well that's like that. you know you might almost remove a point for that you know I mean they, they are away Stoke need to win this they're away to Liverpool next then mm. they're at home to Palace then they're away to Swansea other teams down there have a game in hand on them they need to go into that game with, with Swansea on the last Stay needing. I think if they go into that game needing a win to stay up, they've got themselves in a good position. Definitely. I called it at the very start of the season. Yeah, I did. said that Stoke are in big trouble this season. They look really badly balanced. They look like I've got a bunch of attacking players that don't fancy it, and I don't think they've got any quality. Um, and they should be. But the thing is, under Hughes, they should have been better than they were. Um, but 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 it's a chance. The, for the disappointment. Yeah, it is. But the disappointing thing, Mark, because you're absolutely right. If you're a team that knows... Look at Benitez's Newcastle. Right? So Benitez knew that there's a, a Newcastle have exceeded expectations. They've done brilliantly. They're not going to get relegated now. But Benitez knew there was a chance they'll be right amongst it. So don't get battered every week. Mm. If you, they haven't, We've said this time and time again. They haven't been beaten heavily at all this season, Newcastle. One mm. bad result, really, against uh, Man United, 4-1. They went a goal up in that game. Mm. Other than that, they've not been battered. Stoke have been battered loads. Yeah. And as a result, as you rightly say, Marcus, it's a cliche, but it's absolutely true... That is worth an extra point of good goal. And, and, and those yeah. kind of results kind of really knock the stuff out yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they do. Like, they give and, you bereft of confidence, they make yeah, yeah, hugely. Well, Stoke, they are, they're five points behind Swansea. Now, uh, Swansea and Southampton have a game in hand. Southampton are playing in the cup. A win for Stoke City. Now, Swansea are away, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to Manchester City this weekend. Now, even though City have won the title, you would imagine they would, they would beat them. Then they play Chelsea. Uh, De Swansea, so it is a chance for Stoke. You know, if, if they can win, they're three points above Southampton. Southampton got a couple of games in hand, but you still put pressure on Southampton to, to you do want that. points on the board. I've always maintained exactly. That. So if they can go three points, they can cut that down to two points with Swansea. And as I say, Swansea have two uh, games which you wouldn't fancy them getting anything from. You know, they, I mean, they just have to win it. It's as, it's as simple as that, really. Uh, but uh, turning the tables around, Burnley will be up for this because a win for them would keep them uh, in the hunt for sixth place. And and if they could finish above. Arsenal, as a lot of the pundits were saying, Sean Dyche would probably be manager of the season. Yeah. And 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 if and, and for Sean Dyche, you know, he will motivate his players. They've been motivated all season. They had a bit of a spell around yeah. sort of Christmas and the New Year where they they lost a run of games or didn't get any wins. But um, surely, uh, you know, to finish sixth in the Premier League for them, I mean, they've wherever they finish seventh, it's, it's still a great season. But but Dyche, not this is not a selfish thing. But the players will think to themselves, maybe I don't know, perhaps not. But if Dyche got manager of the season for finishing sixth above Guardiola this season, it just it would be incredible. Yeah, it would be for phenomenal. Him. And for the whole club as well. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Stoke are 13 to 10 to beat Burnley. Yeah, so £10 with Bet365 will return £23, including stake. Um, just to get that that in there. But one thing, there's not been a lot made of a story that was in the newspapers a couple of days ago, maybe earlier this week, which is that if Burnley finish above Arsenal, it throws Arsenal's commercial sort of juggernaut of the mm. summer 
into massive disarray. Yeah. If they if they finish uh, seventh and don't win the Europa League, they have to start their new Europa League campaign on July 26th. They've got to cancel all their commercially uh, lucrative pre-season tours, which is befitting, and in a way, it's quite a symbolic blow to them. Yeah. We're a big club. We do these money-spinning pre-season tours with Man City. Yeah, or yeah. Juventus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't do that anymore because you're playing someone from Malta yeah. in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is humbling for them. So yeah. Arsenal might need, need to use a lot of motivation to try and make sure they finish above Burnley. But also, yeah. World Cup year, you Absolutely. don't want to have to be going back to work at the, or, or you know playing football again weeks after the tournament. Yeah, it already it looks be... like a potentially very jumbled, difficult pre-season, which you don't want in Jim, I think April. I think it's eleven days after the World Cup final. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, enjoy your break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worse than working for the bloody ramble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing Ozil wants. Yeah, you know, play the World Cup final and then back on uh, preliminary round. <laughs> well, it's the English players I'm thinking of. Yeah, the well, there's none of them Arsenal, and they, yeah. and they won't. Probably go beyond the second round, so it should be fine. Jack, yeah. Jack Wilshire will have his new seven-year contract by then. He's, so uh, Jack be... Wilshire said this week he's not staying, hasn't he? Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's all going on. He it's said that this week. Who yeah, knows yeah, we'll see, what he'll be saying next week? Uh, <laughs> but they are playing West Ham Arsenal uh, mm. at home, and as Luke has just mapped out there quite uh, neatly for us, they need to win. It would be humiliating yeah. if they finished below Burnley in the league. Yeah, it's not the home form that's the worry, though, as we've discussed so many no. times on, on the show. So you would, you would think, I know obviously West Ham are motivated as well to sort of get themselves out of a bit of trouble. And, and they've proven tricky opponents for Arsenal in the past at, at times. Uh, you would, I, would, I would hope Arsenal could certainly get this one over the line and, and you know, rebuild some confidence again. They have to get an away. It sounds ridiculous to be saying this about Arsenal. But they have to get an away win in the remaining, like, you know, as soon as possible. It's Old Trafford next. Um, to, to sort of just... Just build that confidence and not have a you know this one game to the other as a sort of brittleness where you can't you can't really look at any forthcoming fixtures mm. and go they they'll win that they they might lose that that might be a struggle you 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 kind of feel a bit concerned about all of them well, also, just because of the strange state of the confidence they've also got sorry Mike, so I just said they've also got a fascinating end of the season Arsenal I mean they've got this May not a game away yeah um, sandwiched between the two Atletico Madrid games, mm. which are massive for them oh, for yeah. reasons. Then they've got, then they actually play Burnley after that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then they go away. Oh, I didn't see that in the fixture list. Yeah. That's lovely. They go they, they play Burnley after that and then they go away twice to end the season. They go away to Leicester and away to Huddersfield. Yeah. And if Huddersfield are still fighting for their lives and Leicester are a team that can hurt you, we all know that. I mean it's it, it's a make or break situation for us. Yeah, it's, really. it's, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? And you you should look at those fixtures, and it, it shouldn't feel like such a tightrope. But that's just the situation <laughs> Arsenal played themselves into. <laughs> there shouldn't be the match on Arsenal versus Burnley. Absolutely, for, yeah. you know, in or terms Leicester, of the two clubs. Really. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Jim. I, I think what's what's really important this weekend in particular. It'd be very good to see a, a commanding and. Um, Confident performance from Squadron Mustafi in particular because he's had people on his back a lot. Well, and, mostly you. Well, not mostly me. Just <laughs> but I've, including I've you. one of the me people too. on there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, for good reasons because he's had some poor performances. But he needs to uh, he needs to step up and stop that becoming a thing because sometimes you know players become a bit of a, ri- a lightning rod for all fans' concerns, and it's, you know it's like mm-hmm. he's he's the cause of all our ills. Let's boo his every touch. Well, I, I, I think, I think it already with, is a thing. Maybe there's a touch of that with Paul Pogba as we touched. Yeah, on yeah, definitely. Yeah. Slightly yeah. different. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, second. Thirty-five million pounds, God Ramos. Not that different. Not um, that different. Yeah. But is this a chance, though? Let's not lose sight of the bigger picture. A chance for West Ham to ensure their Premier League status. Um, they Did, play. They have like three goals disallowed in that match. <laughs> Incredible. Um, well, yeah, that... I think they, you think you're right. Yeah. Do you know what though? It was, you know, looking at the table, considering the, you know if Stoke had won that game, they'd be up to thirty, and West Ham would be on thirty-four mm. points. It was actually a vital goal yeah. that Andy Carroll scored because mm. it keeps Stoke down there. And, it, and and obviously it knocks on West Ham a point. But West Ham, you know, they're, they're running. They're, they're away to Arsenal. They won't be favourites for that. Then they play Man City at home, Leicester away, Manchester United at home, and then Everton at home. Oh. So there's one or two winnable games there, but they're playing both Manchester clubs. So that point was a huge one, actually. It, you know, that might be a bit generous to say it was a huge one, but still, it, I, I think it was just enough. I, I'm, I don't think West Ham will, will go down because I, I'm not sure Stoke and Southampton will get out of it. But a bit a big point, nevertheless. And it was nice to see Big Andy Carroll getting there. You know? yeah, I reckon they'll pick points up against Man City, uh, just on the beach. Don't worry about it. Do you think? Yeah. I, 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 well, I don't know. I don't think Pep Guardiola like, does the beach. I like, I like Newcastle beating uh, Spurs that time. Yeah, but Spurs really weren't really champions, were they? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it would have worked even less hard, wouldn't it? I think if, if, you're being, if you're being as dispassionate as possible about it, I think realistically, if you look at Huddersfield in 15th, any team in... So 15th and above, I think, are fine. Because it's a seven-point cushion, mm. and there's—I mean, some teams have got five games left, others have got four. It's, 
un- is it is it really realistic to see Southampton making up a seven point deficit? No, I don't think it is. We, 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 Given that Huddersfield West Ham are probably going to pick up at least one or two more sure. points. Well, I, ju- I just think taking the fixtures into account and so on, I think that that Palace have winnable games, and they've got a good win obviously against Brighton. I think they'll they'll be okay. I think you're looking at even with Swansea that five point gap. I think will be enough. But really, Swansea will be the ones. I know there's only a point in it between Swansea and Palace, and they and and they have a game in hand. But I think Swansea will be the ones who the others are really trying to catch, aren't they? Well, Crystal Palace. I'm sorry, Chris Hutton. I was meant to say has is, is done such a good job because he's obviously seen that they've got arguably the hardest run of any promoted team into the Premier League in history, um, and he's given them enough wriggle room to, mm. to to still be fine. Yeah. Given that four or five games out, he knew they'd have to be in that position because yeah. there's really a little chance of them getting. Hardly anything at all. Um, West Ham, who I do think are fine, uh, are five to one to beat Arsenal at the weekend. Ten pound with bet three six five returns sixty pound, including stake. There you go. There you go. Um, before we go to our best bet, uh, as Latan Ibrahimovic World Cup update, gentlemen. He said on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Obviously, he was yeah. on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Um, I'm, we, we talked about him on uh, Monday's show when uh, he he sort of hinted and said, you know, if I decide to go, then I'll go. Well, he said on Kimmel's show. I'm going to the World Cup. Yes, a World Cup without me wouldn't be a World Cup. That's obviously despite not having played in one before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he went on to say... What about all the ones before you were born? Was that? <laughs> 1970. <laughs> no, no. He's, he went on to say, I just said I'm going to the World Cup. If I say more, people will hag me, so I have to be careful what I say now. There's nothing more you can yeah, say. Yeah. I know, but to be fair, he doesn't say he's going as a player, does he? Have you seen the clip? Oh, all oh, right. So is that the technicality? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you've seen the clip, that that very much seems the case. The crowd are going absolutely wild for him. It's, it's properly oh, like he's a Latin crack in America. Do, what, a do, you remember when, do you remember when Neymar uh, did, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, uh, and he had Neymar. a kick, and he, yeah Neymar, and he had to kick a ball over a road in Hollywood. So he was on one building, and uh, he had to boot a ball yeah. into a goal over the road. And what have you ever and he done? Mess, he messed it up every time. <laughs> <Did> he? <laughs> it was so funny. I had to get David Bentley in to do it. <laughs> you, know, you know, previously we talked on this show about um, about how disrespectful it is, and I think we might have talked about it in context of Francesco Totti, yeah. saying that the players who have done well enough uh-huh. to get you to qualify for the tournament um, should be respected. I actually don't think that's the case with Sweden because Zlatan is still got got a lot of star quality about him. And if you look at the forward players Sweden have got in their team, it's clearly not the strongest part of their squad. I mean, mm. you've got a guy called Isaac Kiesatellin who plays for Vosland Bereren that I've never heard of. Yeah, but you've got John <laughs> you got football. John, John Guidetti plays for Alaves who ne- doesn't really score goals. Mm. Oya then okay, plays for Toulouse. He's all right. Um, and he's got a few for Sweden. And Marcus Berg is playing in the Middle East. So, so it's nice to have a Marcus in there. Yeah, right? that yeah. is absolutely true. So I suggest he, so I suggest he stays. Berg's yeah. in. It's better yeah. to have Zlatan in there though, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I think with... Uh, Even the most hardened of Marcus Speller fans would probably agree with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to find them and interview yeah. them. But uh, I think with the Sweden forward line, if there is somebody who's in contention who's hardly played, you know what I mean? I, th- I think if it was uh, a striker who's maybe had a couple of substitute appearances, if he loses out to Ibrahimovic, then yeah. I think he, that would be understandable. But I'm sorry, there is something about, oh, I'm retired, and then they get to the tournament. I'll go on yeah. then. One last job. And, and, and that even, is a bit... And it's even more cheeky because you could argue that actually the reason they qualify was because Latan retired, because oh, they're yeah. a much more of a team on the mm, pitch yeah. without him, because they're not always looking to him. Uh-huh. But he's still going. He's still going. That's and, what I and Because he's decided. Yeah. I think that's the way it is. If the coach if the coach decided, and the manager's, are, you know, it's up to him what he does with the team. Mm. And if he wants to bring Ibrahimovic back in, Ibrahimovic is going on talk shows in America touting himself. That's a bit, there we are. Mm. But it's time for our best bet with Bet365. It is, and Ed Gibbs and is still in the hot seat after uh, breaking our, uh, our our barren run nice one, yeah, last week. Nice more, one, Gibbo. More, more surprising than Joey Barton getting a job. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> Fleet Town. Maybe we'll talk about that on Monday's show. That's heard, something for uh, us to get our teeth into. Yeah, I heard about that on the radio station I was at yesterday, and they said, apparently, uh, Joey sent a message in saying, oh, I can't do many sh- any shows at the moment because uh, all will become clear. And he was absolutely loving it, and mm. now it has been revealed. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Gibbo. Gibbo's the man at the moment. No, not Barton. Go on, Gibbo. Step. Gibbo has gone for for um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to score first and Arsenal to beat West Ham this weekend, which is currently at 3-1 with Bet365. Nice bet, I like that. £50 on that will return £200, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be aged, over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, 
begambleaware.org is your destination. And that is our best bet with Bet365. And before I move on to Peter, because we've got going for gold, mm. uh, because we moved out to Thursday, excitingly, get behind Gibbo. Yeah. So mm. many get people on Twitter Gibbo. with their finger hovering over the tweet mm. button trying to have a pop at us when the best bet doesn't come in. Get behind it. Be mm. a part of the Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Your country Absolutely. needs you. Indeed. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good luck, Gibbo. Right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, it's time for Going for Gold! It's back. It's back, and it's on Thursday for Pre- once. Previously known mm. as uh, Going for Grintles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that. <laughs> Barry Grintles. <laughs> Sam has come up with these. Uh, Sam, thank you, uh, Sam, for these uh, clues. Evening, Pete. Uh, thought I'd chip in another set of clues after you ignored my uh, Robbie Slater clues in favour of someone who obviously did a much better job uh, for the mm-hmm. same red-headed legend. I have therefore upped my game, or at least endeavoured to do so. So get ready. Strap yourselves in. Stop, is it Robbie Slater? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Robbie Slater. And you've missed out on... No, I haven't. You haven't started. <laughs> Joking. I was born... Oh, sorry, Pete. Before you get into this, can Here I just put a, 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 special, um, a special note out there to Sam Blakely, who um, emailed in, going for Glold, to Luke at the Football Round. Yeah, I read that before. Yeah, that was... That was yeah. Yeah. And then he, I think he emailed that... Yeah, and then he emailed those clues to me saying, sorry, I emailed it to Luke at thefootballramble.com. And then another email said, oh, clue four is wrong. <laughs> He's having a nightmare. Oh. Sam Blake, you are the worst listener we've got. <laughs> I like him. Uh, I was born on the 27th of July, 1965. Old, old, mm. old. <laughs> mm. Old gold. Hang on, hang on. I've got, I might... Go and have a go. Stop. Have a little spin. <laughs> I'll, I'll step out there earlier. <laughs> I'll step out there now. Stop. Roberto Baggio. Incorrect. Mm. Stop Franco Baresi. Incorrect. Baresi probably a bit older. I played an impressive 696 career games, but only managed a not-so-impressive 54 goals and just one hat-trick. The, the problem with this is, mm. it's an old player, mm. and the most, the majority of memorable players from back in the day are forwards. Yeah. You, you chuck a defender mm. or whatever it is in the mix with that sort of goal return. Well, he's not necessarily a defender. How he's not going to have 700 games without scoring any goals. Six, mm. How many goals does it pick? 54 goals. So he might be a midfield player, I suppose. Yeah, just one hat-trick, though. Yeah. But you said disappointingly. I don't know whether that was a throw-us-off-the-scent or not. 1965 is his, his date of birth, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Uh, I captained my national team at two World Cups and was named in FIFA's All-Star squad for the 98 World Cup. Stop. Stop. We'll get Luke first. Didier Deschamps. Incorrect. Oh. oh. Sorry, was it 54 career goals, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Stop Brian Laudrup. Incorrect. Mm, yeah, he's probably got more. Maybe not that old. <laughs> you don't and, have to rationalise why it was a poor guess every time. Yeah, and, I, and it was wrong. Yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the key takeaway here. I swear Marcus does the ramble to do going for glory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim? Stop Carlos Valderrama. He's got Incorrect. It oh. Incorrect. I was once, in the star team in the 98 World Cup. I was once sent off for a fight with a player now better known for his range of flavoured condoms. Stop. Emmanuel Petit. Incorrect. Continuing my potion for trouble, I also missed the opening game of the World Cup in 2002 after getting into a dispute with Roberto Carlos, and I once threw a punch at El Diego. Stop. Dunga. Incorrect. It's, I think you're right with the Brazil line. I think it's got to be a Brazilian. Threw a punch at El Diego could be anyone. Yeah. It's got to be a Brazilian. It has to be. So he had a fight Stop. With... Is it Cafu? Incorrect. Sorry, can you repeat Continuing my penchant for trouble, I also missed the opening game of the World Cup in 2002 after getting into a dispute with Roberto Carlos and I once threw a punch at El Diego. Stop. Edmundo? Incorrect. This is a good one. This This is very good. Yeah. In 2000, uh, 2001 season, I played for the Strasbourg side, which spent the whole of the season in the bottom three before getting relegated. That didn't stop us winning the French Cup, though, and I was proud to score the winning penalty. I'm just thinking of 98 and 2002 Brazilian players. Really. Do you know what? I bet it might not be a Brazilian, though. Let's not get sucked into that. Could be an Argentinian, but... The problem is, Marcus, you're talking about being named in the team of the tournament in 98. Brazil had a good tournament. And in 2002 as well, obviously, they, they were there and did well. Stop. Leonardo. Incorrect. That's a good guess, that. <laughs> I, was, I was nicknamed the Bulldog. Oh, it's got to be a midfield. It's got to be a midfield. Oh, Stop. Cesar Sampao. Incorrect. Ah, balls. Nearly oh, this there. one's really good. <laughs> this is a really good one. I don't think many, many listeners will be getting this. I think they will. You've got one more clue left. Well, oh, got... no. Go on. 
He, he, I don't think Jim's guessed this round, no? Go on, Jim, name a Brazilian who was in that side. We've gone through a lot of them. The law is, if, we, if you get to the end, Pete, Marcus literally has to guess Barry Grintle. And that's the end, <laughs> and that's the end, and that's the end yeah, of that's going the for end. Grintle. Look, I, I Jim, think of like one guess. of the centre-halves. No, no, I just know. It doesn't, it doesn't, he's not got a guess. Your, your final clue. Go on. I was a goalkeeper. Oh! Tafarel. Incorrect. Bollocks! Stop, Rogerio Senni. Incorrect. Stop, Jose Luis Chilever. Correct. Yes! <laughs> well done, Jimbo. Well done, Jimmy. Oh, that was lucky. Oh, that one. Only, only one hat trick. What a loser. <laughs> Tafarel's not got for 60 goals. He, he was in the, Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was in the. Sorry, I forgot that clip. No one listener has got that. That was a smart one. No, yeah. like. Oh, We've got over 50 listeners and nowhere have got that. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Well done, Sam. That with, was great. With, with, with Shilliver, you're right, because I forgot about the goals. And I yeah. thought all star team in the 1998 World Cup. Paraguay got knocked down the second round. Yeah. All star team. You got to well, go further than that, surely. Yeah. Oh, well. so, so actually, talk to me, talk Jim, to the old stripping you of that because of Marcus's <laughs> point. <laughs> but Tafarel never scored 60 odd uh, career goals quite clearly. Patrick! That's brilliant. Remember that little medal he used to have in his, in his goal? He used to kiss it before the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Didn't he join a cult as well after he retired? Oh, that's Carlos oh. Roa. Right. Yeah, that's the Argentinian yeah. keeper. Yeah. Yeah, he quit playing on a certain date because he thought the world was going to end. Yeah, never understood that. No, I think he quit before it. In well, obviously, yeah. For that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Has he? Has he? Has he been seen playing since? Yeah. Well, is, the, is the end of the world happening in the afternoon? Or I've got a game. <laughs> maybe they're, maybe they're having some brilliant matches in a bunker somewhere. Probably is. Yeah. Probably still there. Drinking, I don't know. Drinking rainwater. Playing table football. <laughs> drinking rainwater. Um, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview, sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. It's been a pleasure having you with us. It's been a pleasure having going for gold. Mm. on this show we look forward yeah, to it, it on this show again next week say goodbye Luke uh, goodbye say goodbye Jimmy goodbye say goodbye Petey see you later goodbye from me Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.